This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. It's Tuesday, January 9th, and we're talking some Royals baseball. We bring in Royals reporter for MLB.com, Jeffrey Flanagan. Happy New Year, Jeffrey. Just over about a month till pitchers and catchers report to spring training. And uh, before we get into 2018 and lineups and rotations and all that, right off the bat, manager Ned Yost had a bit of an accident recently, fractured his pelvis, but he seems to be doing much better. Uh, What do you know about that whole situation with the Royals manager? Well, I just spoke to him yesterday morning, as a matter of fact, and uh, it was really a horrific injury. Uh, he easily could have uh, died from the fall. It was a 20-foot fall back in November out of a tree stand. And uh, fortunately for him, he had a cell phone with him, uh, or he probably would have bled out that night. Uh, and they almost lost him on the operating table, too. They just couldn't stop the bleeding. So it was uh, a really bad fracture. And, uh, you know, the doctors had told him it would be at least two months before he'd be walking again, of course, uh, you know, Ned being Ned, uh, he's already up and about, uh, and he's, he was back, told me he was back up in tree stands, uh, over the weekend and, uh, kind of a, a surprise. He, he said he'd be able to attend the Royals fan fest, uh, wow. which is coming up on uh, the 26th, 27th here in Kansas city. And I think that's going to be a bit of a shock to everyone too, because I, 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 most people just thought he'd be lucky to get ready for spring training and February 13th. So, uh, good news there. Uh, Royals fans will, will be happy to know their skipper is doing well and getting better, and uh, they'll be able to see him at Fan Fest. Well, yeah, he's the epitome of toughness, and yeah, I didn't realize quite the severity of the injury there. And wow, that's that's great news to hear. He's he's already on the mend uh, going forward. And in terms of what he's going to have to work with in terms of his lineup and rotation, let's start to get into that for 2018. Um, one a trade that happened fairly recently. Joaquin Soria, Scott Alexander, part of a three-team deal with prospects coming back. Trevor Oaks, Eric Mejia. Tell us a little bit about that deal. Um, as it stuck out as a, a pretty important one, KC made in the off-season here. Yeah, and uh, Dayton Moore has made it clear that this off-season is about two things: uh, uh, trading some of his assets and restocking the farm system, and then trying to trim payroll. And that deal kind of accomplished uh, both things. Uh, he was able to uh, uh, get rid of $9 million out of uh, the $10 million, uh, the, the old Joaquin Soria, so that will, that will help the payroll. Uh, and then uh, they picked up uh, Trevor Oaks, right-hander, uh, who the Dodgers thought enough of that uh, they put him on their 40-man roster before the Rule 5 draft to protect him. And he'll certainly get a shot at the rotation. Uh, young guy, uh, sinker slider type of, type of pitcher, and uh, you'll certainly get a crack at spring training. Uh, Mahia is, is, a, is an infielder who can play third, short, second, has played some outfield too. Um, uh, the Royals have told me that they're, they're going to concentrate on him as a middle infielder. Kind of fits their, fits their prototype uh, switch hitter, uh, can run a plus runner, uh, good defender. Um, so that's kind of the type of player that they go after. And 
Uh, he's certainly not uh, going to be in their immediate plans, but he's uh, going to be part of the uh, restocking of the farm system. So uh, I think they felt like they, uh, they uh, had a good day with those trades. And as we look at the lineup now going into next season, obviously you mentioned it's a bit of a rebuilding time here for the Royals, no question, as they trim payroll, they get younger. The team finished 24th and run scored last year. They batted 259 as a team. Still don't know. There's still no complete resolution to the Eric Hosmer situation where he's right. he'll be back or not. But how do you see the lineup shaping up and, and connected to what's going on with Hosmer? Yeah, it, it's uh, that's kind of the, the linchpin they're waiting on right now to see if they're, they're up to afford him. And to do that, they'd have to trim even more payroll, which they could do. Uh, certainly they've, they've talked about uh, trading guys like Calvin Herrera. Uh, that would that could save eight to ten million dollars. Uh, Jason Hamill, another guy who's owed eleven million. Uh, maybe even a Danny Duffy who signed through twenty twenty one. You know that that would be some more money coming off the payroll. But uh, looking forward to the, to the lineup, uh, you know, there's still going to be some question marks. You know, you're still probably you're going to have Alex Gordon left, of course, Salvador Perez behind the plate, and then after that, uh, you know, they've talked even about trading Whit Merrifield at second base. So there's a lot of ifs in the lineup. Uh, and expect to see Jorge Bonifacio. He had a, had a really solid rookie year last year in right field. Probably going to see Paulo Orlando uh, replacing Lorenzo Cain in center. Uh, Chester Cuthbert will probably replace uh, Mike Moustakis at third. And, and of course, uh, Raul Mondesi, who's, who had been one of their top prospects for several years, um, he's going to get his chance to, to be the full-time shortstop. And uh, he, he's had opportunities before, has not been able to hit at this level. So I think a lot of uh, Royals fans and Royals observers are anxious to see uh, uh, if he can do it this time around. Talking with Jeffrey Flanagan, Royals reporter for MLB.com, and switching over to the rotation. Uh, the Royals last season, middle of the pack in terms of runs allowed, ERA 4.61. What do you see from the rotation, how it's shaping up going into the 2018 season? Well, I think right now the, their biggest concern is depth. Uh, uh, you know, They're going to have guys like Nathan Carnes, uh, who uh, was injured last May and ended up having thoracic outlet syndrome surgery. And uh, he's hopeful to be ready for spring training, but he needs to have a full, healthy year. Uh, he'll, he'll be in the rotation. Uh, Jacob Junis was a rookie right-hander last year uh, who uh, gave him some solid innings and, and was really a, kind of a pleasant surprise. I, I think he's going to have a rotation spot. And then you have the veterans above that, uh, Danny Duffy, Ian Kennedy, and Jason Hamill. Now, of course, the uh, uh, Hamill or Duffy could get traded or maybe both before the season starts. So, you know, a lot of ifs and a lot of question marks about the rotation right now. And, and after that, there really isn't a whole lot of depth that so you've got. You're talking about a guy like Trevor Oaks and maybe somebody else out of the system. But uh, Dayton Moore likes to go into each season with eight or nine viable starting rotation candidates. And right now you just don't see that many. So I think there's going to be a lot of action going on uh, in terms of trades or, or free agent pickups affordable ones uh, before we hit spring trading. And we talked about the bullpen a little bit um, right off the bat with that trade with Soria and Alexander um, departing from the team. So where does that leave the bullpen right now for KC? Yeah, you, you know, Kelvin Herrera right now, if the season starts tomorrow, he'd be your closer again. And uh, that's really not a role I, I don't think he's very comfortable with. Uh, he was demoted from that role in September last year after several blown saves and uh, I think once he uh, he lost the job out to Mike Miner, uh, who was seven for seven in September in, in save ops, and and Herrera went back to a setup role and he was just absolutely dynamite again, uh, which maybe his calling in in life uh, 
He's a terrific setup guy. He's another guy who could get traded. So you move on down the list, you know, Brandon Maurer would be another guy who could be uh, possible closer material. Uh, Willie Peralta, who they got from the Brewers, a hard thrower, has, has been a starter almost predominantly his whole career. But I think the Royals are, are toying with the idea of maybe making him a late-inning guy. So uh, after that, you know, you got Ryan Buckter uh, and uh, Kevin McCarthy, heavy sinker guy. So, uh, again, just, you know, it sounds like a broken record, but there's a lot of ifs, and it all depends on what guys that Dayton Moore is, is able to move and uh, who maybe emerges out of the system. You know, we talk a lot about the right-hander Josh DeMont uh, and his 100-mile-an-hour fastball. and uh, He was coming off a, a disappointing year in the minors last year where he actually went down a level from triple-A to double-A. So maybe he bounces back and gives them some innings in the bullpen. Uh, it's a lot of question marks that, that uh, they hope to get answered in spring training. Absolutely, and certainly a time of transition overall for the Royals organization as they move into the future here. And as we wrap up, the rookie career development program took place last weekend that MLB continues to do. MLB Pipeline's Jim Callis caught up with Trevor Oaks at last weekend's rookie career development program, and here's what he had to say. Trevor, you're here at the Rookie Career Development Program, gonna you know get some training, go through some seminars, get acclimated for when you're up in the big leagues. And last night while you're here, you find out you got traded. When, where were you exactly when you found out? Who were you with and, and what was your immediate reaction? Yeah, we were uh, having dinner at the state capitol and uh, I got, my phone started vibrating and it showed up Dodgers. And um, so I, I didn't know what they were calling about. You know, I thought it was just, you know, they were asking if everybody showed up or something <laughs> like that because uh, one of the guys wasn't able to make it. And uh, it was Farhan, our GM, and he just um, kind of said, hey, Trevor, you know, um, you, we traded you today to the Kansas City Royals, and, um, you know, that was a big shock. But, you know, a lot of mixed feelings right away, but it was really cool and, uh, you know, good experience. Has it sunk in yet, or is it still f- – I saw they already switched you into the appropriate uh, <laughs> yeah. the top for your division, your, your AL Central now instead of NL West. I think in some ways it's kind of sunk in, you know, um, I'm still wrapping my mind around a lot of it, but uh, um, I'm really excited for the opportunity. I think it's, it's going to be good and, uh, you know, we'll see what the future holds. I mean, it's, it's hard as I'm sure it is to leave the only organization you know. Obviously the Dodgers are pretty stacked. They just went to the World Series. They have tons of pitchers. The Royals look like they may be going through a rebuilding phase. It seems like your opportunity would be a lot greater in Kansas City than it might have been this spring in Los Angeles. Yeah, I mean, that's up, that's up for the front office to decide. And, you know, I'm just looking forward to competing and, and you know, seeing what that opportunity is in spring training. But, um, you know, the Dodgers took really good care of me. And, you know, I have nothing but great things to say. And I'm just super thankful and grateful for, like, everything that they've done for my career and just um, all the relationships and, and uh, friendships I've made along the way. You spent parts of the last two seasons in AAA. What do you think you need to do to make that final jump to the big leagues? Is there any particular adjustment or, or something you need to work on? Stay think? healthy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I'm working on my changeup and my off speed. Um, last year, I kind of had some troubles with my sinker, and you know, that's been my bread and butter for my career. And uh, so far, this this off season, it's been really good, and I've made some good adjustments and really kind of figured it out again so I'm excited to show up to spring training with a fresh start and a, a new organization and show them you know what I'm all about and work quick and compete you know that's what I that's what I try to do. Okay we have a, b- a bunch of fun questions we've just been asking everybody what uniform number do you wear and, and why do you wear that number? Um, 
I well, I just picked 34 today, so <laughs> that's my new number, uh, and that's what they gave me. It sounded good to me. I, with the Dodgers, it was 88. Uh, so I thought it was like Bat Boy. That's what it looked yeah. like to me. So <laughs> or wide receiver. Yeah, so. that too. Uh, so I'll probably not pick that number again. <laughs> okay, how about, is there a celebrity anybody tells you you look like? Uh, not really. I haven't heard a whole lot. Okay. I mean, you tell me. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and no, I don't have one off the top of my head. I don't know. It's like some of the guys have, you know, a nobody ever thinks they, they look like the celebrity yeah. that they're, they're told they look like. How about the uh, craziest wow. baseball experience that's ever happened to you? Oh, man. Um, I would have to say getting the whole team getting food poisoning in, uh, in Michigan. That was, that was probably the craziest experience. Was it guys, with Great Lakes and like Class Yeah, a? that was uh, low A, and we were in uh, South Bend, Indiana, and we were running in and back and forth to the bathroom during the game. I mean, guys, it was, it was rough. That doesn't sound like much fun. <laughs> That's about, a minor league experience for sure. No, definitely. I don't think that happens in the big leagues. And then how about um, your favorite MLB memory from childhood? Do you have a favorite one? Um, I would say there was a game where uh, Steve Finley hit a walk-off homer to get the Dodgers into the playoffs. That was a pretty, that was a pretty cool game that I was at. Oh, cool. That was one of my favorites to watch. You talked a little bit about Trevor Oaks before. He took part in that as he came over in the trade with Joaquin Sori and Scott Alexander departing. Tell us a little bit more about Oaks and, and what type of um, player he is for the Royals. Yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, I don't really know a ton about him. Uh, he's been in the system. He's kind of been blocked in the Dodgers system in terms of, of rotation because they have so many good uh, starting pitchers. So uh, this was a good get for the Royals. It's a type of player that, that they've tried to acquire in the past, uh, uh, someone who's got potential, but maybe it's just being blocked in that particular organization. And he'll get an opportunity with the Royals, that's for sure. As we talked uh, earlier about the rotation and the question marks there, uh, he'll certainly get a, a good look in spring training. And a young kid, 24, um, has, a, has, a, has a really good fastball and a good sinker and a good slider and uh, just waiting for the right opportunity, and this might be it. Jeffrey Flanagan joining us here. Thanks, as always, Jeffrey, for the time. We'll talk to you again soon as spring training approaches. Great stuff, my friend. I'm Darwin Zook. Thanks for tuning in on MLB.com Extras. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.